welcome back to From the Backseat Football Podcast. Today we are finally delivering it. It is the World Cup edition. So much thought has been put into this, guys. And I'm so pleased to say we have our two guest presenters that we have been bigging up all week. First and foremost, we have Ashley Blair. Ash, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. It's nice to finally be on after listening for this from the start. Yeah, avid listener from the start. Great to join you guys. Been there since day one. Since day one, we love to see it. And we're also joined by special guests. You may have heard from him before, our Chelsea correspondent, Joseph Doherty. Joe, how are you? I'm very good, boys. Nice to be back. I can see I got uh, I got banned from a while after my comments from the last <laughs> section. So um, I'm glad that you've graciously let me back in for the biggest competition of the year, the World Cup. Mate, we're here for second chances. Always here for second chances. <laughs> but one more... And that's it, you're banned. You're banned again for six months. Yeah. And as always, we've got Jack. I was about to say wonderful Jack again, but we're not. <laughs> Jack, how are you, again. mate? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about something else other than Man City being good and Arsenal being really good. It's boring. So this will be fun, mixing it up. Perfect. Well, Jack, you're going to take us through the schedule today, if I'm not mistaken. So talk to us, mate. How are we going to do this? Well, we're going to do our best to be orderly and organised and not talk over each other, but it'll probably descend into chaos pretty quickly. But this is a preview pod today, so we're going to talk about our predictions, you know, things that we think might happen, things that are going to be disappointing, and just sort of general Qatar stuff, because there's quite a lot to talk about. So I think there's going to be some interesting hot takes, and it's probably going to end very badly for some people and their predictions, but that's part of the fun, isn't it? To revisit how wrong we were. (laughs) <laughs> sounds good to me sounds good to me so how do you want to kick this one off then I know you've got you've got some questions for us am I right I, d- I, ha- I have some questions and I believe that most of you are suitably prepared and some <laughs> of you might be winging it a little bit so let's <laughs> see if the listeners can work out which one's blagging it as we go through <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we get started how's everyone feeling about the World Cup so Hugh how are you feeling about the World Cup in general because it's crept up on us and I don't know if I'm mentally excited or that, that bothered about it yet. I feel until the, like the opening ceremony, I'm not that bothered. But how do you feel about it? Because there's a lot of controversy. Mm, it's like stepping into the unknown, isn't it? We're about, to, we're about to go into winter and there's a bloody World Cup in Qatar, which is like completely unrelatable for me. Um, as we approach it, it just smacks of money now. There's just, it's just all money, isn't it? Like, the only way I can frame this is my girlfriend asked me, why is it in Qatar? Like even she doesn't understand why it's in Qatar. And I didn't have an answer. I have no idea why it's in Qatar. So I know what you money mean. It's hard to kind of get money, baby. It's kind of hard to get mentally excited. But at the same time, I stand by what I said before, which is I think the Middle East deserves to host one. And it has to happen in the winter. So, you know, I'm here. I'm here, I'm here for it, mate. It's going to be fun, isn't it? It's going to be completely different. 30 degrees, players in mid-season. It's going to be a wild one. So let's see. It's a bit of a pilot for sure. Sorry. Please, go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, nothing like a solid first game to kick us off. Qatar versus Ecuador. What more could you want? <laughs> Get the blood Huge game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you never know, mate. We don't know anything about Qatari football. It could be the absolute pinnacle of football. We don't know. Maybe they've been hiding it the whole time. And that's the master plan. To blitz it. One World Cup, one win. Um... There's been some interesting videos coming out recently about a lot of um, fans on the ground. Um, I know it's something that you've been keeping a close eye on, Joe. How do you feel about these fans on the ground? Do you think they're credible fans? Do you think something 
mysterious going on. <laughs> well, it's, it's a bit suspect, isn't it? The fans on the ground. Um, but you have to say, I mean, I think Qatar have to do something to get the blood pumping for this World Cup. And of course, none of the England fans, thinking about England ourselves, or French fans or Brazilian fans, are going to fly in a week before. Have you seen how hot it is? I don't think they're going to be mm-hmm. flying in to stand in the do- desert for God knows how many days and <laughs> enjoy, you know, the great nightlife that Qatar has to offer. No, I don't. It <laughs> doesn't really sound like English fans for me. So I think they'll probably go for the games. They'll enjoy the games. But, you know, Qatar still has to create some sort of buzz. So if they have to get some hired, uh, that's right. I did question if they were hired or not, if they had to hire some fans to put on an England shirt and say, uh, super, super Gareth Southgate, as I saw one today, the, you know, the <laughs> t- typical legendary chant that we all know well and good, um, you know, go for it, go for it, warm up, warm us up. It's not hot enough already over there. Warm us up, get us there already. <laughs> very nice. Some might say you sound cynical there, Joe. Are you not looking forward to this, mate? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, um, it's right in the middle of the Premier League season. It's over Christmas. In some ways, it's nice to have some football over Christmas where Chelsea isn't losing. But at the same time, um, I don't know. There's something, something just feels wrong about it, if you know what I mean. 100%. But I assume once it kicks off, we'll all just absolutely love it and we'll all get carried away as usual and forget about all the issues. So one thing that came up recently, um, and I, I hope because I'm going to put you on the spot, Ash, I hope that you've seen it, is um, Hugo Lloris was talking about not wearing the rainbow armband and not supporting sort of the gay rights protest in Qatar and citing that when people come to France, we expect them to kind of adhere to our culture. So why wouldn't we adhere to theirs? And I think it's an interesting point because we think we have to stand up for stuff. But is there something in that? Good question. I actually didn't see this. I'm not going to lie. Um, so just so I'm clear so Hugo is potentially not going to wear the rainbow so he's not going to okay Um, I think that's interesting I think football now has a lot of um, gestures that are I think on the whole good for the game Um, I think what's most important is that yeah the gestures are actually carried through I know Qatar as a whole their attitude towards Certain groups of people maybe isn't what the Western world um, agrees with. But I think at the same time, if you're going to host a World Cup or a tournament where the rules aren't the same, I think you're going to have to be wary of that. And yeah, I think it is going to isolate certain groups that may not want to travel, or may not want to experience or may not actually be able to experience it to the same degree as other groups. Um, but I think when you award a tournament to a country that has a different attitude, you kind of have to accept that. Yeah, if it's in their country, you do have to adhere to their rules to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, I think it's interesting from Hugo because as a Tottenham goalie, I know he's used wears the captain band for them. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do a bit of reading after this podcast <laughs> to find out what uh, the true story you know, I, I think you just, you just don't listen to Tottenham captains, do you, mate? That's, that's probably it. <laughs> no, that's, that's not true. That is true, actually. Yeah. That is true. But like, I do. The only, only Tottenham captain I recognise is... Um, Sol Campbell, Arsenal winner, won the league at White Hart Lane for those fans out there. Ooh, love that. Love but I, I, Sit down, Tottenham. <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> I do agree with you in some ways, though, Ashley. I mean, looking at the kind of build-up to this World Cup, you've got 
all of these things happening to kind of not accept the way that Qatar wants to run things over there. For example, you've got the Danish kit maker Hummel saying they're going to make a special kit for the World Cup where all of their brands are hidden. Um, you have uh, all of this stuff about Gary Neville, should he go, shouldn't he go? But at the end of the day, hmm. if you're, you know, if the World Cup is in Qatar, accept it. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Or if you don't like it, don't go. But don't th- just bitch about it and moan about it and then go and watch it because you're, you're a hypocrite, you know? So I, as much as I don't think it's right from the fact that it's at Christmas and it's in the middle of the season, I'm not going to bitch and moan about them and how they've got here because I'll probably end up watching it and I'll probably enjoy it. I bloody hope so, mate. If you're going to be on this podcast, I'd hope you'd watch it. It's going to be interesting otherwise. <laughs> Mystic Joe over there. I'll probably watch it. I might watch it. <laughs> Don't commit too much, mate. Um, but yeah, it's a good point. I mean, arguably, they, it sh- probably should have not been awarded there in the first place if there were going to be all these issues and it shouldn't be on the players now to deal with those issues. I think that's probably the fairest way. Let's just get on with the bloody football, yeah. eh? But also... It'd be nice if there's no incidents. I feel like there's going to be some incidents with the crowds and stuff. Can't see it not being. Feels too strict and football fans are not not the most well-behaved group. <laughs> but I, we'll see. I, I think the incidents that are going to happen are going to be very different to the incidents that has happened previously because I can't imagine there being much fighting. I can't imagine there being a lot of drunken, disorderly behaviour. So it might actually put more of a spotlight on the sport itself. Um, which I think is only a good thing. Hope. So I think what you underestimate is, English fans there a little bit. I was going to say, if there's a will, Keith and Steve <laughs> breaking into the stadiums. <laughs> it's disappointing. Um, all right. Well, on on lighter notes, I think it's time to get some predictions. So we'll start with the big one. Um, Ashley, who do you think is going to be the... Actually, I shouldn't have chose you because I've just realised that we're actually going to say the same thing. So maybe I should get an object in. Hmm. Ashley, who do you think is going to be the winner and why? Yeah, so my initial pick at the start of the season or the season, tournament is going to be Brazil. Um, I think it's hard to overlook them. I think when it comes to any major tournament, I think they've just got the history. They've got the track record of doing well at um, tournaments other than... When was it when they got absolutely battered on their own by Germany? Um, mm. I think what they've won five World Cups. You look at their squad going into the tournament, looks really, really good. Like, I think for them, their attacking line is probably the most dangerous and got a lot of depth. That you've got, like, obviously, as an Arsenal fan, you've got Gabby Martinelli. Probably not going to start or play a huge amount, but again, like, he's someone that for Arsenal is playing really, really well. You've got Neymar that you know is, I think he's probably the, arguably the third best player currently and like behind Messi and Ronaldo like in terms of what he's done for football I don't feel like he gets as much credit as the others but I think he's a quality player you've got like Vinicius and you've got like the Thiago Silva I, I nicknamed him Benjamin Button because <laughs> I feel like I think he's what 38 now and he still is playing at the highest level with Chelsea um, and obviously he's experienced captaining them so I think Brazil look like a tough team to beat and I think at the beginning of the, of the tournament, yeah, I think they'll be my front runners if I were a gambling man. 
And are you going to put a little punt on it? I think I will, yeah. I'm going to put a punt on them, and I'm going to put a punt on my dark horse pick, which we'll come to later, obviously. Oh, exciting, mysterious. I might as well go next, because I've got nothing to add. Um, I also chose Brazil for the exact same reason. Um, not going to just say the same thing. I think the only risk for them is at fullback, that's probably the weakness. And there are a lot of world-class wingers at this World Cup. Looks like the right back's going to be Militao, Fabinho or Dani Alves. None of those fill me with a lot of confidence. And Alex Tellez on the left. So that's probably the only real way they get beat is if they come up against world-class wingers who just absolutely rip them apart. But apart from that, they look pretty handy. And yeah, a lot of their players are in form. Like I said, Martinelli, Anthony as well on the other side. He's probably never unconfident. My only worry is Gabriel Jesus getting sad and uh, not scoring any goals and then derailing Arsenal's season. That that I see. I see that happening. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There's two Arsenal fans on this pod now, so we need to bring them down a peg. <laughs> it's you and me, Joe. It's you and me, baby. <laughs> Crisis Club FC. <laughs> All right. So, Joe, what about you? Who do you think is going to win and why? Okay. Might be a bit of a shocker to the to the pod, but I'm actually going to go with Argentina. So if you look back at Argentina's stats, they haven't actually lost since 2019, and they did win the Copa America. So I think this could be Messi's swan song, could it be? So, and actually, you know, for the first time in a very, very, very long time that I can remember, at least in my lifetime, I'm only 30, so I can't really say that I look back that far. But they actually seem to have a half-decent defence with uh, Romero in there, Lissandro Martinez, Otamendi uh, in front of them. They have that guy, Depaul, from Atletico, who's a bit of a beast. And you know, Alexis McAllister, he's, he's, a little, he's a little wizard. I like him. So, Argentinas, <laughs> the Argy-Bargies. Fair, mate. I think that's a good shout. I think they're probably underappreciated because every time we think of Argentina, we just think about like playing FIFA where you try and stack like all six world-class forwards on the pitch and don't worry about the I don't rest. think I've ever won a game on FIFA with Argentina. <laughs> nah, but it's damn fun trying. <laughs> I think that speaks more about your FIFA ability than the team though, mate. <laughs> oh, here we go. Ashley's on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, expect more of that. <laughs> That's why he's here, mate, for the zingers. <laughs> Anything else is a bonus. Um, and what about you, Hugh? Who are you going to go for? So I was going to go Brazil until I saw that both of you went Brazil. So I decided to have a, a real rational think on who else could do it. I'm going to go for fucking England, mate. <laughs> oh, think, someone had to. I think England can finally do it. It would, it would be so England to do it at Qatar. Do you know what I mean? The least special World Cup in our lifetime. So, I my reason for thinking England is I reckon as a as a football team they run one of the least one of the least distances during a, during a game on average because their football is basically a low block, isn't it? With five at the back. So if you're playing in like thirty degree heat and you're Brazil and you you know running maybe on average three kilometers more per player, maybe you're going to get tired and then we can capitalise over Harry Kane corner. Mm. It's it's a lot of it's a lot of limbs that I'm clinging on to. You know, five at the back but without Reese James or, or Reese Chilwell. Does that really work? Reese Chilwell. Reese Chilwell. Well, I mean, ben, ben, Reese ben Chilwell. Chilwell. He's a big loss. I mean, I'll tell you what. If you could combine those two players and have a Reese Chilwell, that'd be a beast. That'd be, a that'd be out player. all year, mate. They never play. They'd be crocs. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just going to say England. I'm just going to try and manifest it. Someone had to, but unfortunately, Harry Maguire exists, so <laughs> looking good, Brev. <laughs> <laughs> but we can hope, and you know, that's what we want, so why not? Let's manifest that. Um, okay, well, I might as well go next then. Which country is going to be the biggest disappointment? I've gone of England, so bit controversy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's an easy choice because who's going to disappoint me the most is obviously going to be England. Even if they get to the final, they're going to upset me the most. And I would love to be wrong. And I'm wrong a lot. So that's what I'm hoping. Manifest, manifest, and maybe it will happen. But England have been pretty abysmal um, in recent months. Got smashed 4-0 by Hungary. That was a real low point. Got relegated from the Nations League. A backline of Pickford, Walker, Dyer, Maguire. Doesn't make me feel good inside. <laughs> and I, I just don't think Gareth even knows what his best team is or his best formation and I feel like you should have sorted that out a few months ago and built some cohesion but at the same time it's coming home so we'll see but that's how I feel that's the mantra um, let's mix it up Hugh what do you think who's going to be the biggest disappointment Oh, so we've spoken about it before but I reckon it's going to be France I think France is all the makings for a big implosion right now and wow. Kunku's just been injured by Kamavinga. He's out of the World Cup. Kimpembe's out. Honestly, they've got no Pogba Kante. I think I think it's a recipe for disaster for them. Do you think it's going to be one of those classic implosions? Like someone sent home. Benzema's maybe the one. Yeah, Benzema and Mbappe are going to fall out, come to blows, going to start pointing fingers. And then like Tunisia's going to knock them out 3-1. And that's that. I can, oh, I can that. only dream. I can only bloody I can dream. See that. I mean, it's a cycle, isn't it? They either win it or they crash out like they implode so I can see it Ash you pulled a face there I feel like you don't agree yeah because I picked France as my second team to win the tournament I think they're I think they've got a really good team again obviously Arsenal bias with Saliba at the back <laughs> and Benzema winning the Ballon d'Or I almost feel like the opposite that with Benzema winning the Ballon d'Or um, I feel like that would top off a banging year for him and I feel like imagine that if you look back that he's Dragged Real Madrid to the Champions League final, won the final, Ballon d'Or, and then the World Cup with France. Probably arguably one of the best years a player can have, especially for him being in the shadows a little bit of Ronaldo and then Bale at Madrid. Um, yeah, I, I think France could be pretty decent, but I could see why they may not do very well as well. But it's yeah, one I'll, or the I'll, other, I'll, isn't it? Yeah, it's all or nothing, sink or swim. Yeah. Yeah, mate, I can see that. I like the idea, actually. At like age 35, Benzema finally reaches the top. Mm. He's probably going to go jail in a couple of years as well, so might as well <laughs> might as well do it now. And just imagine the Insta picture and photo and film he put up, because he always puts these banging compilations on Insta. True. Imagine that. In one year, that's just what I want to see, to be honest. What, the highlights reel of the Benz? Yes, one, one minute, just wearing some Versace... Ballon d'Or one hand, World Cup the other, <laughs> some Gucci slides, sick beard trim, swaggy. Be quite a year for him actually. If he signed it off with a World Cup win, yeah, you're right. That would, that would just be like as a like what was he like 35, 36? Yeah. To kind of like Miles get to yeah, like get to the peak of your career essentially. Hang in, make a good documentary. Ash has convinced me. I'll take it back. I apologise to Benzema. <laughs> I, 
I don't know what I was thinking. That's why I work in sales, mate. <laughs> it's panicked. He's absolutely panicked. Oh, anyway, you can go back to the I've got to furiously type out another answer now. I don't know what to do. It's true. Right, we'll come back to you, see if you change your mind. Um, Ash, you might as well keep going. Who's going to be your biggest disappointment then? So I went for a non-serious one, but a serious one. Wales. I think they're going to be very bad. <laughs> like, I can see them, arguably... I think they're not going to make it out of the stages. And I think they're going to lose every game. I think they might draw against Iran. But, yeah, I think they're, they're going to be disappointing. Um, yeah, Can just, Wales be disappointing if it's the first time they've been at the World Cup, more or less? Yeah, this is, this is the thing. I think like my pick was probably a bit bitter because their expectations probably aren't that high. Um, why, why is it bitter? Well, just because... What did they do bit- to you? <laughs> oh, nothing, but... It's like the, it's their, like, UK rivalry, isn't it? Like, it's like when England plays Scotland, England play Wales, it's a bit of a battle of the Britons. It's true. And, and, like, I don't think it's a proper rivalry, because, yeah, again, I feel like at an international level, like, not that I can think of, there's not too many big international rivalries like you get at, at club level... Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I was one. I was being a bit. Both my picks were quite bitter, to be fair as well, because my second pick was Italy. Um, <laughs> after they, they they knocked they knocked England out the Euros final and mate, they're not even going World Cup. Exactly, that's why it was bitter, mate. Oh, they're not even in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying I'm not bitter, mate. I oh, bitter. That's, amazing. Ru- that's amazing. Ruin that summer. Ruin that summer. That's Sit amazing. down. Where that's are amazing. you? Yeah. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the saltiness is rising. I like it. Yeah. You can tell I'm it's your mate, Jack. Yeah, trust. <laughs> uh, right, and Jay, what about you? Who do you think is going to be the biggest disappointment? Uh, I reckon Belgium. You know, I feel like if you look at the last couple of games that Belgium have played against the big boys, I mean, they lost against France. They lost. <laughs> I was going to say they lost against Wales. They didn't lose against Wales. Uh, they lo- they got smashed by uh, by Netherlands. Who I think could also be quite good, and they lost against Italy. Mm. So even though Italy aren't in the competition, so uh, I don't know. I feel like without Edding Hazard's firing on all cylinders up front, I uh, I don't feel like Leandro Trossard is really the player to replace him. It could be. I think I, I refute big... that, mate. Trossard's Ooh. a much better player than Hazard right now. I would have Trossard all day over Fat Hazard. But I don't think he's the player to replace Hazard. He's not. Come on, he's good. You're not convinced by KDB being the best midfielder in the world right now? I am. Single-handedly. I am. But Rom, Big Rom's doing... Well, I think he's injured right now. No Big Rom. So who are they going to put up top? Batshuayi? Divock Origi, mate. The oh, goat. come on, mate. Ooh. <laughs> come on, mate. Let's not be silly now. Divock sits on the bench. That's where he does his best work. He's a motivator. That's true, actually. <laughs> he brings good vibes to the dressing room. And last 10 minutes, mate, he's the main man. The clutch guy. <laughs> I miss it. You do, don't you? Bloody Divock. <laughs> but no, I think yeah. Belgium. I think Belgium. I don't think they've got much going on, to be honest, this season. And uh, I can't really see in their 23-man squad any players that I think, yeah, they're, they're going to smash it. I mean, Yannick Carrasco, where, where, who is he? Where's he been? <laughs> really? <laughs> where are Charles you? de Kesselaer, why do, where where's the kettle going to be? I don't even know. He's, he's doing terrible for Milan. They've got no other good players really up top. So <laughs> he's only young though, isn't he? He might do better for his national team. You never know. You never know. But you know, he has come from Club Bruges, who actually have been absolutely 
Is it Club Rouge that have been smashing it? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he Club Bruges. he left it. He real. left it and they smashed it. I, you know. <laughs> wow, it's <laughs> a little bit harsh to put that all on him. He was holding them back, mate. Oh. This unreal talent. <laughs> no, to be honest, I'm, I'm trying up Ashley Blair's uh, salesman technique here. Unfortunately, uh, not the time or the place. But yeah, I think Belgium. I, I don't think they're going to do very well this year. I think that's fair enough. To be honest, Belgium always flat to deceive, don't they? I feel like mm. they've almost had their peak maybe like two tournaments ago. Everyone thought they were going to win it. Do they still have um, Roberto Martinez and Thierry Henry as their coaching unit? Okay. It's not very convincing, is it? Well, that, I mean, was, that was their golden era, wasn't it? I think it was the yeah. Euros. That was, their, that was their opportunity. In terms of the players that they had at the peak, but they had Vertonghen. They had, who else do they have? Who is the other Tottenham? Adelweireld. Adelweireld, yeah. Hazard, Lukaku, De Bruyne, Mertens. They had, like, yeah, great team. But yeah, almost, almost like England team in, like, 2002. That was Ronaldinho. Yeah. Do you think it's just <sighs> having the wrong manager for that golden generation? Because, like, think about it this way. Where would Martinez and Henri as a double act? What club would they manage in the Prem? I think it's bottom half, personally. I can't see them getting a job in the top half. You could say the same for Southgate, though, can you? It's different gravy. National That's manager. true. So true. true. Southgate. Yeah. TT can manage wherever he wants. <laughs> Would yeah, you exactly. take him at Arsenal? As an assistant, 100. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very strict. That's that's I, all I know about him. He's just a mean guy. So, <laughs> under, under 11 <laughs> coaching team, yeah? Get him on the under 11. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kitman, Kitman TT. Okay, let's not, let's not bad mouth a legend now, please, boys. <laughs> I'm loving having another goon on this podcast. This is this is the one. I don't like it. It's imbalanced. We might have to we might have to put him back on the bench. <laughs> I'm taking my opportunity and I'm just asserting yeah. my Arsenal dominance. Eddie Ketter is loose. Uh, welcome, Eddie back Bang. now. <laughs> He's out. <laughs> Um, all right, so Dark Horse. I think it's quite an interesting one. Um, Joe, oh, good point. I forgot. I got carried away with the World Cup fun. We should take a break. Let's take a break. And when we come back, Dark Horse chat. And welcome back to From the Back Seat. Got a bit carried away there, but we're back. The energy's still up. We had fun at the intermission. And we're rolling straight through into Dark Horse predictions. So, who did I say? Joe, I think I said you before. We got I got rudely, rudely cancelled and cut off by my co-host. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, talk to me about Dark Horse. Um, as the most prepared person on this podcast, I'm sure you've got a lot to say. Uh, you know, I think for my, uh, my country of residence, I would be amiss if I didn't say Denmark. Um, they've got a seriously good squad. <laughs> really good squad I mean I wouldn't say they've got great individual players but I think as a squad they play really well um, they remind me a little bit of Switzerland but with a bit more style and if you see the way that uh, Brentford are playing under Thomas Frank at the moment where you'll see that at least five or six of their players are coming from I think I think they've got a good shot uh, you see you often see that teams that have players that play together often uh, who go into their national squad perform better than those who don't look at the uh, Germany factor when they had all the players playing at Bayern Munich for uh, for their, their World Cup winner so yeah I'm not going to say they're going to win 
but if they might come close, that's fine, mate. Yeah, I think Denmark. But uh, also maybe a maybe if the fabulous shout. <laughs> if the Danish government's listening, you know they can uh, maybe uh, sort me out my visa, please. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what we can do, mate, with our uh, growing reputation in the Danish market. You know, we'll grease some wheels <laughs> in the government. Um, I think that's an incredible they- shout. Sorry, Ashley. They got to the semi-finals in the last World Cup, right? They got knocked out by Croatia. Depends. Yeah, I think so. Was that Euros? Right? No. Uh, nah, in the World Cup. And in, in the, the Euros. Cup, the Euros lost. was England. You knocked them out. I know because of the backlash oh, I received yeah. whilst being in, in this country. <laughs> whilst, um, whilst having two England flags on my face. So, <laughs> so um, Respect, so I'm gonna, man. So I'm going I'm to say something controversial. Based on their previous performances, would you say that they're really a dark horse? If they're doing back-to-back semi-finals, it's not controversial at all. That Euros, could they be considered? Because I, I know what you're saying in the sense of we think of Denmark as maybe not as a powerhouse of football, but two semi-finals in the last two major tournaments mm. got to be a in for a shout for a yeah. decent That's true. team. That's true. Well, I can also give you a bit more of a wild one, Qatar. Strong. <laughs> what? I, let's, let's I, 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 Maybe I, one Qatari player. I don't on. have to. Just I just need Qatari to tell player. you about all the billions that they have. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to be paying for Benzema's Versace at the end of the World Cup? <laughs> Qatari government. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to back up here mostly because I've uh, also put Denmark and I've realised that I'm a fraud. <laughs> We're both frauds, so we've got to stick to Denmark <laughs> together. So Qatar are the host country, right? And <laughs> oh, get, get me off this podcast. <laughs> and. South Africa did quite well. They've already South paid Korea it. did quite well. They've already paid Those enough fans to be there. You know they they can win. <laughs> Why stop there? Oh. Well, listen, I put Denmark as well, so we're both fraud. So let's just move on to Ashley. Oh, my cheeks are hurting. <laughs> um, uh, oh, the first time you said okay, that. Okay, so the, oh, okay. Um, right, so the team that I went for. Yeah, the team I went for, I went for Serbia. Mm. Um, so again, I think this was like a bit of Premier League bias, I think with Mitrovic up front. He's been doing pretty good for... Well, he started off the season pretty well for Fulham. Um, and then looking at the other players that they've got in their team, they've got Vlahovic, I think that's pronounced right, the, the Juve striker. So I know he's not been like smashing it as much as he was in Fiantia, but decent player. They've got Dosan Tadic at the back. Again, he's pretty experienced, like captain of Ajax, solid player. They also have Salikovic Mav- Savage, I think. Um, oh, yeah, the Lazio fellow. Yeah, apologies. Yeah. Um, so you think, like, as a core of their team, you look at that and, like, pretty pretty decent. Um, like, I think, don't think they've lost the last five games. So, like, you kind of go into a tournament with a team like that. And, again, I don't feel like there's going to be any attention or pressure on them as a team. Like, I could probably see them getting, getting through the knockouts, maybe last 16. Like, I think they might be a team that, yeah, you know me, people can be like, but I think they could, could have a little run. It's a difficult one, really, because you have Serbia, who actually, I agree with you, especially up top with uh, Vlahovic. He's a, he's a proper player. But in their group, they have uh, Brazil and they've got Switzerland. 
and I actually think Switzerland have got something a bit about them. They seem to have a good little run up to the World Cup, and um, you know potentially could be a difficult one to go through with. When I would say actually that's probably one of the most difficult groups looking across the groups. So um, eh, I'd like to see it. It'd be interesting. Yeah, man. Yeah, Switzerland's not a bad shout, especially mm. with a certain midfielder playing very, very well at the moment. Um, yeah, don't say his name, or I'm going to go off on a rant. No, no, no Hugh, I've, I've listened, so I know, I know, I don't speak his name because you will go off on one. <laughs> Get excited! So I'm not mentioning any names. I'm not mentioning the any best. Names. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mentioning an informed midfielder for a certain Premier League team. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's a good point, Joseph. Because yeah, I think yeah, that is a tough group. But I, yeah, I think if they, I think if you get through that group, you've probably got a fairly good chance. Because yeah, Brazil, like I said, I think everyone thinks they're probably up there for favourites. Um, yeah, Cameroon as well. You know, so it's, it's a tough group. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good shout. I'd like to, uh, I'd like to revisit my dark horse momentarily. I'd like to now say Senegal instead. I think they're a good dark horse. Honestly, I'd love to see it because African teams have never got past, I believe it's the quarterfinals in any World Cup. And so for the for the whole continent, it would be nice to see them progress and actually make some waves. And the Senegal team is really strong at the moment. They've got genuinely world-class players. Um, they've won the African Cup of Nations and maybe it's, maybe it's the right time. So that's one I'd like to see. Question, is, is Mane going to the World Cup? He's going... I don't know if he's fit, but they're going to mm. make every opportunity for him to play, for sure. That's quite it's cool. It's like Sonic career, isn't it? Yeah. Just got to bring him. I think he's... Yeah, I think even if he's not 100%, he's such a good player mm. that even if you can get him on for 20 minutes and just manage... If he's if he is injured, then come for 20 minutes and do a couple of runs and do something. I know it sounds bad to a fully fit player that won't go instead of him... I think he's that good a player. You kind of have to take that risk. Totally agree. I think he was what top five in the Ballon d'Or this year, and honestly, not second. unjustified. Was he second? Yeah, he's second, mate. God, yeah. deserved as well. Yeah. Oh, I miss him. Anyway, Hugh, what about you for Dark Horse? So I have opted for Canada, based on two players alone: Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies. But I looked into it a bit more, and there are more reasons. So I didn't realise, but they came top of their Concacaf qualifying World Cup team. Scored the most goals with 23, conceded the least with seven. So they're in good form. No World Cup since 1986. So no pressure. No one's expecting Canada to do anything other than, you know, be there. So yeah, it's a good mixture for potential. I could see them getting out of their group and maybe being a a fawn in any side side should they get into the knockout stages, to be perfectly honest, because Alfonso Davies is that good. Cheeky punt. I like that. I've learned something yeah. there. I didn't know that. Where does Alfonso Davies play for um, for Canada? Is he a bit like Gareth Bale, where they just give him a free? You imagine ball? they just whack him on the left wing, mm. but probably yeah, just like the whole mm. left side to be honest, and they will just work around it. Yeah, because you're right. Jonathan David and Alfonso Davies are extremely good at football, and they're both rapid. So you assume they'll just mm. sit really deep and then just just pass it to to one of them to just run. It could work. Yeah, football doesn't have to it be complicated yeah. in international tournaments. And I think with Canada. Like I say, not having been in a major tournament for a while, they probably go in with very little pressure. It's just like, right, guys, exactly, yeah. here to play, enjoy it, make the most of it. And that's probably where you play your best football as opposed to, like, you think, like, again, kind of counting what I said earlier, Brazil, where their country is so big on football, it's their massive tournament. 
they've got the reputation, there's going to be the pressure. Whereas Canada are just going in like guys that we don't pretty expect to do much. Yeah, exactly. Just play, play, play football, see what you can do. It's probably like a better way to go into a tournament than mm-hmm. yeah, going in as favourites. Hundred mm. yeah, percent. I can see it. I think it's a good shout. I like that. Um, all right, golden ball winner. So who's going to be the best player? I'll just I'll just go first and just box mine off. I've gone for Neymar. I've gone all in on Brazil. I'm not going to lie. I've decided Brazil are going to win it and everything's based around that so if Brazil get knocked out everything falls apart with these predictions really quickly but I think if Brazil win it Neymar's almost certainly going to be one of the main characters in why and I feel like he'll probably get the golden ball if they win it simply because it's Neymar it's probably his last World Cup is what he's hinting at so I'm expecting very big things from him I think he's going to run a lot more than people expect and actually give it everything to make it happen Fair. Um, Joe, what do you what do you think? Who's your golden ball winner? See, I'm going to actually go on a, a similar track, but I'm going to go for Vinicius Junior. Um, I think for the last two years or so, he's had some. I think he's just been on fire. Really, his purple patch has been never ending. It seems, and uh, it seems like one of these players who could come alive potentially after winning the Champions League last year with Real Madrid having a super the year this year with uh, Real Madrid also where they're, they're, they're being challenged for the league and the Liga but he's, he's one of the standout players in their squad so I think he could come into this and be one of those players who whilst still young kind of living in Neymar's shadow a little bit he really comes out of his shell and comes alive and, uh, and does something special Makes sense to me mate we're all going Brazil we're all expecting big things from that attacking line um, <laughs> Q another seven one for sure. Um, Hugh, oh. what do you think? Who's your golden ball winner? Oh, so I've just gone, and this is actually a really stupid decision. But I've gone for Musiala just because he's so good at football. But Germany actually don't have that good a team, so I just don't know if he is going to stand out. But on his day, he's such a good player, and that's all I got because I'm winging this whole thing, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, one interesting thing about Germany squad, I don't know if you, you guys caught this, Mario Goetzer's in the squad. No! What? Can no. you believe that? He's in Is the he squad. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, I take it all back. Mario Goetzer for the golden ball then. Unbelievable. 100. Oh, mate. I thought we were talking about Gomez. Sorry, I just I tripped for a second. Goetzer, that makes sense. It's still shocking though. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. I mean, it blew my mind that he was even still playing like a couple of weeks ago, the Champions League with Frankfurt. And then suddenly he's, he's on the plane. He's in Qatar. He's probably going probably gonna to start now as well. That Roll is, back the years. That is so weird. That's just a really, really weird decision. That is weird, isn't it? They're, they yeah. must have better yeah. players in Germany. I mean, you look at what Union Berlin are doing or Freiburg. You know, <laughs> you've got some, some teams who you wouldn't expect playing really well in the German league who as they are these kind of mid-range teams they probably have a lot of German players so I, I don't I don't get that at all I reckon it's just sort of the Harry Maguire complex he's like he's been there he's done it he knows he knows the stitch he's a good lad around the dressing room he is the Connor he Cody he's the golden boy he's, a, gold, he's yeah. a Connor Cody he's the the good vibes guy um, and what about you <laughs> Ashley who are you going for I, I, this is a tough one I'm split because I want to go for someone that is maybe going to have a breakout performance. So someone like younger. So I'm thinking someone like Gavi from mm-hmm. Spain, the Barcelona midfielder. So he won the Golden Boy Award this year. So I feel like someone like that, 
I don't feel like Spain are maybe like leader, like winning favourites. So I feel like if they have a good run and he's playing and playing well, I think he could probably be like someone that I'm thinking just from a momentum perspective could put up with a shout. But then my heart is saying Benzema. Like if I if I think France are gonna do as well as I think what they can do, I think if he plays, he will be key to that. Um, so I think yeah, those would be my two guesses for different reasons. And then my third one, <laughs> don't hold back, mate. Sorry, <laughs> is Luka Modric. Oh, of course, Luka Modric. Of course. Fair. So Fair. again, the only reason I'm saying that is because I'm watching the documentary. I don't know if you guys have seen it on Netflix, Captains. It's so obviously he was key to them getting to the final last time. It's his last final. He's I think he's like 36, 37. Croatia's always seemed to do pretty well in tournaments, and he's he's a player. So I think again, if they're going to do well and they're going to get far, I think he'll be key. So I think it puts him with a shout as well. It's a very good shout. Ash has got a special place in his heart for Luka Modric, which must be tough. As I a do, I next love him. Tottenham man. <laughs> I, I think he's such a good player. Actually, you've got a pension. He's no Granit well, Xhaka, though. You like a he's few no Tottenham midfielders, don't you, mate? You used to love uh, Moussa Dembele as well. Oh, but he was a player. I don't used to. I still, I, I still do. <laughs> yeah, he's player. still a player, yeah. No, used to. Still do. <laughs> no if he bias. was in the no Belgium bias. squad, you know. <laughs> Belgium, Belgium would be yeah. doing a lot better than I think they're going to do this year. <laughs> Golden ball right there. Um, right, lovely. And then, last one. Golden boot winner. So, Hugh, who do you think is going to get the golden boot? So, I've gone someone close to home, Harry Kane, again. Um, just set pieces, man. I can, I'm can. i just seeing a lot of penalties for Harry Kane. He's in good form as well. He is. Coming into this tournament. He's looking really up for it this season. So, hopefully he doesn't run out of steam in a 30-degree heat. But, yeah, I've got high hopes for Harry Kane. I've got high hopes for England, like I said earlier. So, it makes sense to put Harry Kane there. I'm really glad you do. Someone, it would be it would be rude if this was an English-based podcast and we were all so, so gloomy. So I'm so glad at least someone's <laughs> brought the vibes. Yeah, that would make sense too. Yeah. yeah. Although, yeah. No, I'm going to believe. Yeah, I like that. Um, what about you, Joe? Golden boot. I mean, I could say, could say Ronaldo, but I think after his recent meltdown, I think he's going to probably uh, keep melting <laughs> into the... I, I, you know he is the goat I'm not going to lie he's the goat but he's, he seems to be uh, not going anywhere very fast to be honest so um, giving my Argentina I think I'm going to say Messi and Messi it's going to be his last tournament he's been he seems to have found a bit of form recently with Paris Saint-Germain uh, becoming their player and putting Neymar in uh, to the side a little bit and uh, yeah I don't know it just feels good feels good to say Messi doesn't it I don't know if you'd be copying my homework, mate, but this keeps happening. Um, I, I've also gone for Messi. Um, I'll try and add more context why. In their group, they've got Saudi Arabia, Mexico and Poland. So I'm thinking a goal in each of those games is reasonably likely, especially as he takes free kicks and penalties. Arguably, he could get a hat-trick against the Saudis and that puts him on like four or five goals straight out of the gates. So I think he's a great shout. I think he could take an early lead and if they do well, he's on for at least seven or eight. How uh, how eloquently you put your mathematics, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to go too big and look silly. He might not score all those goals. Anyway, stop copying my homework, um, <laughs> Ashley. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I was. I was also going to agree with Messi. Um, I don't want to say Benzema again, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> I am going to go 
with Kylian Mbappe. Um, yeah, Mbappe. I feel like, again, big opportunity for him. I know, I think he missed a penalty in the Euros or one of the recent tournaments. He missed a penalty. Again, I think with what he's been going through this year in the press, I feel like he probably have quite a lot to prove. Like the, the move of Madrid, the controversy with his role at PSG. Um, so I think if he is maybe an ego, which it kind of seems like it might be from what the media are reporting, again, take a pinch of salt. For him, it's probably like a big opportunity for him to prove his case as being one of the top players which I think he is. I think he's what? However young he is, he feels like he's been around for ages. Um, and with the pace that he has, and he's a pretty good finisher, If again, if France get through to the late stages, you can imagine if Benz hasn't got him there on his own, Killian's <laughs> going to be helping him. So, um, yeah, I'd say Mbappe. Mate, it's hard to disagree with any of these shouts. I mean, we've mm. all played it relatively safe here, haven't we? No one's gone very rogue. Very conservative group for this. Um well that is that is wrapping up predictions I feel like we need a little bit of free form at the end just in case um, hot take from anyone I'll, I'll give you like a couple of seconds to think about it I want to I want to caveat a few things I actually have changed my mind about Qatar I think if they're awarded a World Cup they should be much more accommodating to different sexualities views religious beliefs and all that kind of thing because everyone else is when they host it and you have a responsibility to do so and I think they need to keep that in mind and be careful in the way that they manage it um, no, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to interject here. It's not even Qatar's responsibility. It was FIFA's responsibility to do all these checks before accepting their bid. It's actually a bit... I said it to you earlier, but I think it's ridiculous that players, managers are having to be activists. Like, why, weren't FIFA, why, why aren't FIFA in any way responsible for all these kind of arguments? You know, like, they hand it over to them. They should be ensuring that they are doing due diligence and all these FIFA ethics and, you know it's a world cup right so we need to incorporate the world so I don't disagree with you yeah. I think basically what it should be is that FIFA should have said you can have it on the basis that you do X you know you <laughs> abide by these rules and you be open minded and you put on a thing that doesn't make the tournament lesser um, but obviously FIFA, it does feel FIFA lesser do that. that's a good point I feel like it does feel like a lesser world cup in a way doesn't it yeah mm. but I think there's a responsibility that should have been like made conditional by FIFA but yeah seeing as FIFA failed to do that Qatar if you're listening do the right thing be accommodating for three weeks that's all I'm going to say Qatar if you're listening you should no I'm not going to go there no 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 no, no. everyone was yeah he's going to blow up the podcast here he comes (laughs) no as I said I'm not going to be the the flag bearer here because I'm going to watch the World Cup and I'm going to enjoy the World Cup so um yeah, I mean, but I'm just gonna say that, you know, it shouldn't. FIFA shouldn't have written a list of things they should do. They should have written a list of things that they probably shouldn't do. And I can think of quite a few of the things that maybe they did that they shouldn't have done. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna talk about those things because I'm gonna watch the World Cup and I don't want to be a hypocrite. But that's us. I think that's where everyone seems to be standing. Yeah, I still think they're gonna win the World Cup. <laughs> Yeah, I ultimately, I agree with both of you to a certain degree. I feel like the ultimate responsibility lies with FIFA. Like, I think if you're going to award a country the World Cup, you've got to be aware of the social, political environment that that country has. I think, yeah, in theory, the best, well, the ideal solution is you give it to a country that has a way of living that allows for all races, 
sexuality orientation, ages, demographics. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it's if a country lives a certain way, I think it's unfair to expect them to change because of a tournament. Um, so I think I, I get both sides of the argument. I just think ultimately it's down to FIFA. If they chose it at a country that doesn't allow for certain things, then people, if they're visiting, just unfortunately for that period of time, have to abide by it. I just wonder if the foot, if the if the shoe was on the other foot, and let's say a country like Qatar or another country with very strong beliefs and and uh, uh, very strict ways of living, if they had a tournament of some kind of sport that was unique and local to them. Would they host that tournament in a country, for example, England, that didn't abide by their beliefs or ways of living? That's a good point. Good point. It's good point, Joseph. Wow. <laughs> you make this we're all speechless, mate. I don't really know. Honestly, speechless. Blinders. He's dropping knowledge. Um, <laughs> That's why it's unique, though, isn't it? Because it's a World Cup, mm. yeah. so it's like it's not local to any one place. Okay. But yeah. they but are. Yeah, it opens up a whole can of worms. They are infringing it, really? on the world by not being totally yeah. open to the world. It's a mostly World Cup, is the gist, I think. Yep. We should probably caveat yep. though and just say it could be like the best World Cup ever. We're not saying that it won't, um, and it'd be interesting at the end of the tournament to see how we feel about the whole Qatar experience and like our final World Cup pod. Yeah, agree. It with could that. be amazing. Um, does anyone have any hot takes they want to just blurt out otherwise we've got one final point and then we're done I think that Harry Maguire will be player of the tournament okay <laughs> that is a hot take and that's on record <laughs> that's outrageous that is fiery okay yeah. anyone else yeah you say you say something really measured and intelligent <laughs> and then you can't <laughs> no I'm only joking that's why it's a hot take right it's, it's a hot it's, take it's, it's just for balance for you sure. know it's yin and yang yeah so I think it's going to be a very, very good tournament. Like I think when you disregard all the things that surround it, I think it's not going to be a traditional World Cup, um, but I think it'll be a really good um, tournament. I, I am worried about the temperature and the conditions that the players have got to play in. Like I think that will massively impact the potential of the quality and injuries and things like that, the timing. But I think we'll probably look back on it and be like, the hook was good. Maybe everything around it wasn't as good as what we've expected or what we've been used to. Have we got um? Have we got Ben White in the squad? He can top up his tan. He'll be all right. We do yeah. <laughs> Benny Blanco. <laughs> not like James Ward Prowse. He's going to be <laughs> James Ward Prowse is going to be frightened. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, luckily he's not there. Yeah. Get that factor fifty in. One hundred percent. Hugh, do you have any sort of closing hot takes remarks that you want to throw out there to be ridiculed later down the line? <laughs> I have a take but it's not even that hot I was going to say Spain I reckon Spain are going to make the semis but that's just like a very safe take isn't it that's, that's like that's a, so tepid. a tepid take so. Hugh, Hugh if that take was a flavour of ice cream that would be vanilla <laughs> <laughs> it would be worse than vanilla wouldn't it oh it would be like an ice cube um, oh, who invited oh, this guy <laughs> I know I know what kind of insight oh, is this this is what you get you should have invited me on sooner boys this is what you're getting <laughs> 20 episodes of pent up frustration. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> oh. Oh. What about right, Jack? Wait. He's banned. One. Jack, he's banned. He's banned. One he's and done. One and done. <laughs> he's coming in hard today. Oh, you know what? I'm just going to do a hot take next time. Oh, uh, yeah, I've got nothing. Has anyone got, got a USA based hot take? Because let's be honest, the Americans who are listening, they, they want to hear something. 
We do actually, we do actually have a decent presence in the US, so I'm going to give it we a do. stab. Strange, I true. think the US actually have a pretty good team. I think it's better than people think, and I think we just think of the Landon Donovan era. They're um, getting through the groups. They have a lot of really good youngsters. Um, they got some solid players at big clubs. I mean, Pulisic is not playing that well, but I think for America, he probably plays a bit better. I reckon they'll qualify and they'll be annoying. I could totally see them drawing with England and us all losing our minds. Mm. Mm. Without Pulisic, they still got Giovanni Rainier, Sergio Dest, Winston McKenney, you know, <laughs> Josh Sargent. <laughs> but they've, they've also Brendan got the, Aronson. Yeah, they've got the Leeds contingent, mate. Tyler Adams. There's mm. decent players in there. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Aronson. If mentioned. they beat us, oh my goodness, I'm going to lose my head if they beat us. England's in the at stages. risk. We've got a lot of bragging rights in this in this group. We've got ah, the USA bragging rights. This is rights. the one sport that we're meant to be better at. You know what I mean? Like This is our national sport, so they can't be beating us in this. Soon, baby. Soccer ball's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. On a last very quick point, just to bring some news, Ivan Tony has been found guilty of doing a lot of gambling. Um, does anyone have the specific numbers and wants to talk through this because it's pretty big news might explain why he's not at the World Cup and we also might not mm. see him again for a while potentially um, so I read it was 232 different occasions between Feb 2017 and 2021 so that's, that's, uh, a, lot, that's a lot of gambling he's got a problem I think that's a hefty ban that I don't even know what happens. I mean, I, I remember that Trippier got a ban because he betted on one thing, right, at one point. Or he told a friend to bet on something for him. And that was one count. So God knows what happens when you get to 237. But <coughs> that might be the end of Ivan Tony, which would be a shame because he's, he's smashing it. But that, those numbers are bad. Those numbers are really bad. That's a problem. That's a real problem. <laughs> yeah, he does have previous of saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. He's just a bit of a naughty boy, isn't he? Can't help himself. He's got it all. Certainly is. And to quote a common use phrase on this podcast, it's not looking good. Though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. And on that bombshell, let's wrap this mother up. Ashley, Joe, thank you so much for joining us today. This has gone very well, and I'm very excited to see what we can uh, put forward in the, in the like following episodes. So, for everyone listening, we're going to be we're going to be churning these out. We're going to cover all the games. That's how we do it on this podcast, and we're going to get great insight from these two. Me and Hugh will still be here. Hugh's going to work on his hot takes, try and bring some actual flavour next time. I am, and I um, am. yeah, thank you very much for listening. Everyone. Thank you very much, guys. Peace.